This is Getting to Know Your Bible, a program dedicated to the proclaiming of the good news of Jesus Christ. Here's Billy Lambert. Have you ever had someone to ask you to do something and you said to them, I really would like to, but I don't have the time. Or, or maybe you've asked someone to do something for you and they responded in that way. I don't have the time. Time. I remember when I first started preaching many years ago, I had an uncle who was a watchmaker. And one day he presented me with a, a pocket watch, beautiful gold pocket watch. I still have it. And he said, now, Billy, the reason I'm giving this to you, I want you to use this pocket watch because I don't want you preaching overtime. Well, I still have the pocket watch. I probably still preach overtime sometimes, but I don't use it. Time. That's something all of us have in a limited way. Let's talk about time today. Stay tuned. Now today we continue to offer a free Bible correspondence course. And I don't know of any way to tell you any plainer. It's free. Free. We don't ask for your money. No hidden charges. It's free. And that you might know about it and how to receive it. Let's pause for just a moment. To help you in your study of the Bible, we want to send you this Bible Correspondence Course. This course is non-denominational. It's based on the Bible. It's conducted by mail, and it's free. To receive this course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, P.O. Box 314, Summerdale, Alabama, 36580. Or call toll-free 1-877-711-5214. To help you in your study of the Bible, we want to send you this Bible Correspondence Course. This course is non-denominational. It's based on the Bible. It's conducted by mail, and it's free. To receive this course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, P.O. Box 314, Summerdale, Alabama, 36580. Or call toll-free 1-877-711-5214. I want to read a passage out of the book of Psalms from the 90th Psalm. And the verse is verse number 10. The days of our years are threescore and ten. And if by reason of strength they be fourscore, 
yet is their strength labor and sorrow. For it is soon cut off, and we fly away. The most important thing in the world is time. Because you see, when our time ends, life ends. It was Benjamin Franklin who said, Dost thou love life? Then do not squander time. For time is the stuff of which life is made. And it was Thomas Edison who said, Time is the most important thing in the world. I know this, that time goes so rapidly, it's, our time will soon be gone. As we read in verse 10 of Psalms 90, the days of our years are indeed threescore years and ten, that's seventy years. And if by reason of strength they be fourscore eighty years, yet is their strength labor and sorrow, for it is soon cut off, and we fly away. And if we were to live to be a ninety or to over a hundred years old, that's not very much time, is it, compared to eternity. Job 14 and 1 says that man is born, that is born of woman is of few days, and he's full of trouble. James 4 verse 13 reads, What is your life? It is even as a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Someone said that the clock of life is wound but once, and no man has the power to tell when the hands will stop, whether it late or early hour. Time. Mortality is just a real big old timepiece, isn't it? And it's been wound up by the hand of the Almighty Maker, and no one has the power to know when the hands will stop, whether it late or early hour. Our time can be divided into three different areas. Yesterday is gone. As a matter of fact, it's gone forever. Lost between sunrise and sunset, two golden hours, each studded with 60 diamond minutes, they're gone, they're gone forever. All the opportunities that we had yesterday are no longer ours. Time cannot be stored up like money. Time cannot be brought back like good health. Time cannot be hurried up like travel. And time cannot be slowed down like work. And there's no need for us to lament over the mistakes that we made yesterday. And we make a lot of mistakes every day of our lives. But there's no need to lament about them. Let, let's just accept the challenge that we have right now and prepare ourselves for what lies ahead. You see, today is the acceptable time 
for action in our lives today. In 2 Corinthians 6 and 2, the Bible says that today, today is the day of salvation. So whatever you know that you need to be doing, do it today. There was a bank president who put a sign up in the bank. It wasn't long until he took it down. It was too effective. The sign read, do it now. He had those signs plastered all over the bank, do it now. And he took it down after the vice president came in and asked for a raise. And one of the clerks stole some money and left town. Do it now. Whatever you're thinking about, do it now. There may be a lot of things you're thinking about that are right things, good things. Why don't you just do it now? Have you been thinking about reading the Bible more? Have you been thinking about that? Well, why don't you do it now? Start doing that right now. Study to show yourself approved unto God. Have you been thinking about praying more? Why don't you start right now? Why don't you make this the day that you're going to begin to pray more fervently to the Lord. You know, the Bible says you have not because you ask not. Jesus said, whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, believing you shall receive. If you've been thinking about obeying the gospel, becoming a New Testament Christian, you've been thinking about doing that, and maybe you've been saying to yourself, Someday, someday, I'm going to do that. Let this be the day that you do it. Maybe you've been watching Getting to Know Your Bible for a number of years now. And perhaps you've heard the gospel plan of salvation described to you many, many times. And you've been saying to yourself, someday, I'm going to be baptized for the remission of my sins because that's what we read in the Bible in Acts 2.38. So someday I'm going to be baptized to be saved because that's what Jesus tells us that we must do in order to be saved. He said that if you believe and are baptized, you'll be saved, and someday I'm going to do it. And I've heard Brother Lambert say that over and over and over again, and I, and I really believe it. But I've just been waiting for another time to do it. Why don't you make that time today? Do it now. Have you been considering the fact that maybe you need to be a little bit more forgiving, have a more forgiving attitude? Maybe you realize that, that forgiveness doesn't come easy for you. And you've been thinking, you know, someday I'm going to get around to be more forgiving with people. Why don't you let that time be today? Just do it now. Do it right now. Je Jesus said, whatsoever, whatsoever you ask in prayer, believing you'll receive, why don't you pray about it? And ask God to give you a forgiving heart. Jesus said, if you forgive not men their trespasses, ne neither will your Father in heaven forgive you your trespasses. Pretty important to forgive, isn't it? So if you realize you need to do that, why don't you start doing that right now? Do you see the need for being a better parent? 
You, you know, you say, well, Brother Lambert, I realize I, I've not been the kind of a father I ought to be. And, and, and as a mother, I, I realize that there's so many things I, that I ought to be doing as a mother that I, I'm not really doing. And why don't you let this day be the day that you start doing that? Today is the day to become a better parent, to bring your children up in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. And I can tell you, you'll never regret it. Do, do you see the need for being, more, being kinder to people? There's so much unkindness in our world. We need to have more kindness, don't you believe? And maybe you've been thinking to yourself, you know, one day I'm going to become kinder in dealing with people. I'm going to change my attitude. And kindness is a matter of the heart and it's a matter of the attitude. Let me urge you, to make this day the day that you'll begin to show kindness one toward another. You see, this is the only day that you have. And you may not have an opportunity tomorrow. If we let the opportunities of today glide by, it just might be too late. It might be too late. In Ephesians, the fifth chapter, verses 15 and 16, the Bible there reads like this. See that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Someone says, well, you know, Brother Lambert, I, I think I have plenty of time. Tomorrow's another day. In the, in the language of a song that we sometimes sing as a song of invitation or encouragement at the close of the sermon, Tomorrow's sun may never rise to bless your long deluded sight. You see, if you let the opportunities of today glide by, you may not have another tomorrow. It was Solomon in Proverbs 27 and verse 1 who said, Boast not yourself of tomorrow, for a man doth not know what a day may bring forth. We don't have a clue what's going to be on tomorrow. And there is no way that we can tell God how we're going to schedule our lives, how we're going to uh, deal with our time. I read about a man who rushed into the railway, railway station, and he said, I'd like to know when the 801 is going to leave. He said, I noticed outside it's 759, and according to my watch, it's 805, and according to your clock inside here, it's 806. When does the 801 leave? And they said, Mr., you can leave on any train that you want to, but the 801 just left. Where did we ever get the idea that we can go by any timetable, any clock that we want to, so far as our lives is concerned, that I'll make up my mind when I'm going to do right. I'll make up my mind when I'm going to study the Bible. I'll make up my mind in my own good time, in my own way, when I'm going to give my life to the Lord Jesus Christ. The fact is... You may not have more time. You may not have more time. You see, tomorrow may be too late. Tomorrow may be too late. Go to you now, you that say today or tomorrow. We will go into such a city and buy and sell and get gain. But whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow. And if there was ever a truth told, it was told right there. You don't know what's going to be on the morrow. 
You don't have a clue what tomorrow is going to bring. And then he goes on to say, for what is your life? It is even as a vapor that appears for a little time. And then it vanishes away. Just like a person would take a, 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 a drug or some opiate, a pleasing opiate, and drift off into slumber. The policy of doing things tomorrow cast its spell over the energies of, of man. You know, when we say, I'll do it tomorrow, I think there are four things that are very evident. Number one, when we say, I'll do it tomorrow, it is evident that we see a need for making some change in our lives. When I say that I'm going to do it tomorrow, that, that it's evident that right now, if I were to make that change, it's distasteful right now. And third, if I say I will do it tomorrow, that, that, that is suggesting that I really think that it will be easier for me to do it tomorrow. And then the fourth thing is that you believe that there's going to be a tomorrow. Now those four things are evident when we say, I will do it tomorrow. But the policy of tomorrow has proved disastrous for multitudes of people. Multitudes of people. Do you recall when the children of Israel were in the land of Egypt and, and God's people were enslaved and God began to bring them out of uh, Egypt through uh, trying to get them to leave through the plagues that he brought on the land and the last plague was the death of the firstborn. And that's when they, Pharaoh released the people. But one of those plagues was a plague of frogs. Everywhere. There were frogs throughout the land. I cannot imagine that. Uh, where where I, our home is, there's a, a wooded area near us. And there are times when it has rained that from that wooded area, we can hear frogs croaking. It sounds like jillions of frogs. It may not be but two or three, but it sounds like jillions of them everywhere. Well, when, the, when this, this plague of frogs was brought on the land, they literally were everywhere. Can you imagine walking across the floor at night and, and you step on two or three slimy frogs? And then you go to get in your bed and you slide in the, under the covers and there's some frogs in your bed. They're everywhere. Frogs everywhere. So Pharaoh comes to Moses and he says, I want you to entreat the Lord for me. That's ask God to do something. Well, what do you want, Pharaoh? I want him to remove all these frogs from the land. And then Moses asked Pharaoh the question, when? When do you want that done? And Pharaoh's answer is classic. He said, tomorrow. Now, why? Why would Pharaoh said, remove them tomorrow? Why would he say that? I think it's just because it's easier to do tomorrow what you ought to be doing right now. You see, tomorrow, the policy of tomorrow proved fatal for Felix. Why, Paul came to Felix and he reasoned with him about righteousness and temperance and, and the judgment to come, and Felix trembled. He trembled, shook like a leaf in the wind. And Felix said, go your way for this time. 
when I have a convenient season, I'll call for you. In other words, I'm not going to do it right now. I'll do it another day. Tomorrow. And then there was Agrippa. Paul talked to Agrippa in Acts 26. And Agrippa said, Almost you persuade me to be a Christian. But almost was not good enough. And there are people who've never become New Testament Christians because they are saying within their hearts, not now, not now, but tomorrow. So putting things off that ought to be done right now until another time, especially as it pertains to the salvation of your soul, is disastrous. At the Battle of Shiloh, in 1862, it seemed very evident that the South was about to win. But then Albert Sidney Johnston was hit by a gunshot and he bled to death. And then PGT Beauregard took over. And he allowed his troops to rest, but that was a mistake. Because you see, the next day, Grant came with 30,000 fresh troops, and it was a different story. Tomorrow, tomorrow is a, is a policy that is fatal to, for people. What will tomorrow bring? What can tomorrow bring? You know, Solomon said, don't boast yourself of tomorrow because you do not know what a day will bring forth. What can happen tomorrow? Well, first of all, tomorrow you could be so hardened and calloused to the gospel message that it doesn't even appeal to you. That can happen. That can happen. You know, Ephesians 4.19, Paul talked about people past feeling. We can become calloused and past feeling. And the truth is, the gospel will either soften you or harden you. And it's up to you as to which happens. Paul in 1 Timothy 4 talked about those whose consciences were seared as with a hot iron. And that is, their consciences became hardened so that things did not bother them. And so tomorrow you might be hardened and insensitive to the gospel message. And then tomorrow you might be dead. That's the fact of the matter. Somebody will be dead tomorrow. Then all probability of the hundreds and hundreds of people that watch getting to know your Bible, every time we're on the air, somebody watching right now will not be alive tomorrow. That's very likely. We don't have a perpetual lease on life because the Bible says it is appointed unto a man once to die. So tomorrow you might not be alive. You might not have this opportunity. I have preached the last sermon that some people have ever heard. I preached the last sermon that my grandson ever heard. And I still remember what that sermon was. It's made it a little difficult to re-preach that sermon again. But see, the last sermon, and you may be hearing your last sermon right now, 
And then tomorrow could bring the judgment. It's coming someday. We don't know when. You can't predict the time that the judgment is coming. Some try to do so, but that's so foolish. Jesus said of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. The only one who knows when that time is coming is the Father himself. So do it now. Don't wait until another time. Do it now. If you know you need to be baptized into Christ, be added to the Lord's church, do it now. If you know you need to be restored as a member of the body of Christ to get your life right with God, why would you want to wait? Why would you want to gamble with your soul? Do it now. One of the most active, enthusiastic, loving members of the Somerdale Church at one time would just sit at night when the getting to know your Bible would be on and he would watch the program. And it had been seven years since he had attended worship. Seven years. But then he began to study along as we would preach. And he became convicted. And he came back to the church. He was restored to his first love. And now he is one of the most active, enthusiastic members of the body of Christ. One of the most loving persons I've ever known. And there are some of you like that. You've been waiting, sitting waiting to come home to the Lord. Now is the time. You see, time is marching on. Time does not stop for the weary and worn. It does not stop for the aged frame. It does not stop for the youth, it marches on. And with every tick of the clock, we're just a little bit closer to eternity. You see, when our time ends, we'll be in eternity. And time is insignificant compared to eternity. Oh, we're on our way home as Solomon said in Ecclesiastes 12, to that long home of the soul. With all the love I have in my heart, I plead with you to become a Christian and do it today. I want to thank you for watching. And until we meet again, may the Lord bless you and keep you. My prayer. We want to help you as much as possible in your search for a personal relationship with God. You can now easily access our free Bible correspondence course online at gettingtoknowyourbible.org. If there's any way we can help you grow closer to God, please email us at knowyourbible at golftel.com or call us anytime at 1-877-711-5214. Getting to Know Your Bible has been presented by Churches of Christ. If you have a question about the church, or if you would like the location of a Church of Christ near you, 
or to receive the free Bible course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, P.O. Box 314, Summerdale, Alabama 36580, or call 1-877-711-5214. Join us next time for Getting to Know Your Bible.